are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Mariners, and uh, man, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we're we going to air out our feelings on this episode, uh, but before we do that, just want to remind you this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms, I believe, Colby and I will be doing one tomorrow for the Mariners off day. So keep an eye on our Twitters for that. We will announce something about that. But today is Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. And I'd be remiss not to mention that it is the 12th birthday of one of the greatest albums of all time, Man on the Moon, The End of Day by Kid Cudi. It is also Pete Carroll's 70th birthday today. So pretty good day overall uh well not necessarily from for the mariners and uh we're definitely going to be getting into that today this is the locked on mariners podcast your home for daily seattle mariners news and analysis i'm your host Ted and gonzalez you can find me at dan gonzalez on twitter that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and on seahawk maven at si.com writing all about the seahawks i am joined as always by my co-host colby patnode you can find him at cpat11 on twitter that's c-p-a-t-1-1 and uh, you can also find him at seahawk maven writing about the seahawks be sure to check out our patreon where we talk about the mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week new episode out today for all patrons we get into some more off-season targets we really like for the mariners this winter so if you want to hear that visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on today's episode of lockdown mariners it is time to call it the mariners chances of making the playoffs are pretty much dead after a two and four homestand capped off by an incredibly frustrating extra innings loss to the red sox this afternoon I think we're going to spend at least most of this episode airing out our feelings, having a little bit of a therapy session, if you will. And hopefully you will join us in doing that. Let's heal together. If you like the show, consider subscribing or uh, giving it a follow wherever you're listening to this. That would be really, really kind of you. Colby, um, uh, you know, just where where's your head out after, you know, uh, for for context, we're recording this right after the game or maybe the game's not even over either way i turned it off it, it, it was nine to three red Sox last time i checked in either way uh how are you doing i'm doing okay you know uh last night was really the dagger for me i i meant what we said when i when we said that uh the mariners had to sweep to have a, a real good shot at this thing um and you know it's 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 especially tough because they did have a chance to win these two games, even though the final scores will not indicate that they, they actually did. And, and particularly today, you know, they had uh, Kelnick up. Um, he came very close to, to winning the game. He hit a screaming line drive down the line. That was fouled by about a foot. Uh, Bowers is on the move. He was going to score on that play. Uh, and then he ends up striking out. Uh, can't even really blame him on the strikeout. Adam Adovino threw him a change up and, and, if you guys aren't aware, Adam Ottavino is a fastball slider pitcher who has thrown one changeup all year, and well, now he's thrown two. So, so the idea that Jared Kelnick should have been up there ready for that pitch is is insane. He's literally thrown like eleven hundred pitches, and two of them now have been changeups. So, uh, yeah, that was. And then you know, after that, I I, I had messaged you and said they're probably going to lose, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, second rider just got blown up last night. He threw a lot of pitches and. 
and you know, Swanson's been pretty good, but do you really trust him? Uh, I still don't. And it just, it all fell apart from there. So yeah, it's a little frustrating because they actually did have a chance to win both of these games late. Uh, the bullpen is going to take a lot of blame for these last two losses, but at the end of the day, the culprit is what the culprit has been all year. The, the offense is simply not good enough. So, uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. You know, I, I still never really super bought into the Mariners playoff chances. I was always very guarded about it being, you know, 10, 15% chance stuff like that. And, and so I, I I started to make my peace with this and, and there's still some things to watch. There's still some things to chase. So uh, there's still you know plenty of reason to tune in for the last 16 games. It's just it's a bummer. And so I mean if you if you need some time away, then I, I understand that. But uh, I think I think eventually we're going to see the uh, the forest through the trees or the however that saying is, and uh, we're going to look back at this season. We're going to be uh, pretty happy with what we saw overall. Yeah, I um, you know at the end of the day, you got to be grateful for the fact that we even got to this point that there's only 16 games left and we were playing meaningful baseball you know we were we were watching meaningful baseball happening right before our eyes unfortunately they can't get it done but then you know you really think about it i mean you just look at the the lineup boston has right compare and stack that against what the mariners are putting forth every night it's night and day you know the the mariners are completely overmatched in this series and um, yeah, the bullpen has kind of blown up a little bit over the last couple of days. Uh, but really, you know, you look at the guys that are the culprits of that and it's not, you know, your dogs, right? It's not Diego Castillo, who, by the way, looked incredible again <laughs> this afternoon. Yeah, he um, did. had a near immaculate inning, 10 pitches, all strikes. Uh, he was just downright filthy. You know, really my thing though, is just today. Uh, I don't, I don't like, I know that. Sadler already went and Seawald already went and Castillo already went, but Swanson and Sheffield are your answers in the 10th to face the heart of the Red Sox lineup. I mean, I don't know, you know, if my chances are all chances are all that better with Sean Doolittle or Joe Smith, but those guys are veterans at least. And I, I just, I don't know if I want to put a couple of young pitchers out there that, don't have a ton of high leverage innings on them uh but you know it is it is what it is you you really didn't have much better options um you know johan ramirez was probably the other guy that probably should have gone with but you know uh, it's just you uh you spent your bullets already uh in the during the uh the first nine innings of the game and you had a chance to win there in the bottom of the ninth and, and unfortunately kelnick was really just a couple of feet away from winning that game on that foul ball that he hit. Uh, Bowers was easily going to score on that, but Hey, that's the way that baseball goes sometimes. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, I know a lot of fans are going to be hurt right now about everything that's happened and um, upset about how this all went down. But, you know, you look at this team, right. And you look at the talent of, of this team and, and how it looks on paper and it, it's, it's nothing short of a miracle that they got to this point really. And uh, I think we should be grateful and, and tip our hats to, to the, to the guys that were able to, you know, bring us meaningful baseball in mid September. I think none of us expected that to happen really. So, um, 
that was cool. And it was a, you know, this year is such a great first step into the years that we felt were truly going to matter and may have even sped up the rebuild quite a bit, made up for some of the lost time that, you know, was lost by the COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 pandemic last year. And, um, you know, 102 games lost at the regular season and a whole minor league season lost last year. A lot of development time lost. Um, with that, and uh, I think they made up for a considerable amount of time there with with what they were able to do, and gave ownership a reason now heading into the winter to invest in this team. Uh, they left them with no other option but to invest in this team. So, for that, this season has been wonderful, and uh, yeah, it's disappointing and it's sad that they weren't able to, you know, somehow figure out a way to make this thing a little bit more interesting here. Uh, but, you know, eventually their their flaws caught up with them. And, and you saw that against a really, really good team uh, in the Boston Red Sox. All right. Well, we're going to continue this conversation and just talking about the the series and talking about just the season as a whole and, and maybe what, you know, we're looking forward to over the next 16 games in just a moment. But uh, another reminder here real quick that today's episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Colby and I will be hosting a room once per week, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here on Locked On Mariners every day. And Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball as a whole and also so much more. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at Colby Patnode to be notified when our room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. We can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Mariners. So we'll see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code NFL100. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up, so use promo code NFL100 for that. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Mariners, we have the off day for the M's. So we're going to look at five players that uh, are not going to be back with the Mariners. Colby's crafted a list of five players that are not going to be back with the Mariners in 2022. So we're going to go over that tomorrow and uh, probably talk more about offseason stuff and whatnot. But let's continue talking about this uh, this series and um, talk about some of the good things, right? You know, we, we highlighted Logan Gilbert on yesterday's show who had a 
really fantastic start, and that is a great positive. Jerry Kelnick had a really good day today, aside from not being able to drive in the uh, the winning run. So that's good. Still seeing some growth from him in September. That's that's nice to see at the plate. Um, what what's something else that you want to get into here and, and maybe highlight that's uh, actually a positive that we saw over the last few days? Uh, Diego Castillo looks yeah. tremendous. Um, mm-hmm. He looks like the guy you acquired, and, and you acquired for somehow less than you know, you less than what Kendall Graveman fetched the Mariners. You got Diego Castillo, who's better for less. So, and you mm-hmm. got him for another three years. That's something that, uh, you know, Mariner fans should be pretty juiced about. Um, yeah. You know, aside from that, JP Crawford had a, had a pretty good series. So um, some good at bats uh, around the way here. It's, it's kind of a bummer because Ty France and Abraham Toro were not particularly good in this series. Um, and that's just kind of one of those things that, you know, is, is it happens, it it happens. And with a good lineup around you, those are the things that you don't even notice. But when, you know, Kyle Seeger, who's really been struggling, um, when he's not, when he's down and when Mitch Hanniger is not playing well on the day, and that's, that's a day to day thing. We never know if Mitch Hanniger is going to play well that day. Um, then, yeah, you can kind of see how those struggles are even more amplified. So, uh, yeah, Kelnick. Gilbert, uh, JP all had pretty nice series. Um, you know, it's Diego Castile certainly looked great. Most of the bullpen did Stecken Ryder had a bad outing. Um, obviously. And then today it was, it was Swanson and, and injustice, but Seawall came in and he got four outs and he looked really good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are some positives here. It's just, uh, it's, it's kind of gets lost, uh, you know, based on how the last two games ended, not so much that you lost, just, just how you lost, uh, kind of buries mm. a lot of, uh, a lot of the positives. Yeah. It's just a really kind of dumb way for the, for it to all end. I, I think, you know, you and I both realized that this was going to end poorly, probably, or at least not, eh, maybe not poorly, but let's say, um, you know, unfavorably, for the Mariners and um, you know, it's just, it just sucks that it was just in a really frustrating manner. Um, some of the bullpen management things were kind of, eh. uh, but to, to stay positive here, I, I think, you know, um, I, I did want to mention JP cause JP had a, had a nice series as well. And um, you know, overall you're starting to see maybe, you know, Cal Raleigh had a double last night. That was nice. Um, seeing him have, Eh, some some better at bats here and there. Uh, it hasn't. It still hasn't been really that great of a product. But um, you know, it's it's nice to see him maybe you know get a couple hits here and there and and um, you know just try to finish out strong. And that's really what I'm looking for the rest of the way here is for these young guys to to start to figure it out more. Jared Kelnick for him to continue the the progress that he's shown here in the month of September. And uh, you know now I think we're at a point where Cal Raleigh should be getting most of the starts behind the plate mm-hmm. and uh, see, you know, if he can build on, on some of the bats that he's had over the last few days and, um, you know, see if he can uh, finish out on a strong note here over the last couple weeks. Um, who, who else are you looking at over the next, you know, few days and, uh, or next couple weeks. And, uh, you know, what are you hoping to see? Obviously we, we talked about this on, what was it? Tuesday, but, 
um, just to maybe reiterate that and maybe talk about some guys, you know, specifically who are, who are you looking to? Yeah. You know, I'd like to see them give Jake Bowers more opportunities. Um, he's been pretty good and he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunity. They've been making some tweaks to his swing. Uh, it does look better. They're hoping that that will generate some power. Um, but he gets on base. He's an athletic guy. We've seen him make some really nice plays defensively, stole a base today. Um, you know, he, basically everything they hope Jake Fraley would be, but Fraley since coming back from his COVID uh, trip to the IL has been just awful. And so uh, it feels like with no Kyle Lewis coming back, it'd be a good idea to get Jake Fraley a, a good long look here in the last two weeks. Um, would you call so, Taylor Trammell up? No, I just, I, I don't think I would because I, I don't think he's shown enough at the minor league level to warrant that. And, and he's going to play through October, whether he's in AAA or the majors anyways. And the, in all actuality, the, uh, the Rainiers have a shot to, to make the playoffs and in, in trip the AAA playoffs. And so there's a possibility that Trammell plays even longer than Jared Kelnick this year. And so I, I, I think I would value those at bats. He's getting down there more. Um, it would be fun, but I, I, I think he's better off just staying down there right now. And, and, um, and just, you know, low pressure, just continue to work on the things he needs to work on. Um, and yeah, you know, it, as far as like Justin Dunn, I would, I would shut down Justin Dunn, uh, to be quite honest, I would probably send down Justice Sheffield as well and put him in that rotation. Uh, cause I don't want to give up on him as a starter yet, but mm-hmm. I also don't really want him making starts with the Mariners. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's just one of those things that it's, you know, you don't want to make moves just because they're fun. Right. And that's not what you're doing, but like calling up Matt Brash, does that really make sense right now? Not really. I mean, mm. it sure would have been nice to have him today, but at this point, no, it's, you know, just keep him mm. down, let him do his thing. So yeah, I, I think you're pretty much, you roll with the team you have and you just get Cal Raleigh you know, as many starts as he can, as he can handle back there. I think you get, uh, Jake Bowers. I would get him either starting in right field or left field or DH. I would have him get, you know, 11, 12 games worth of at bats here in the, in the final two weeks. Um, I just, I feel like he's earned that. So, uh, other than that, you're just kind of running with status quo and, you know, maybe you get a miracle, probably not, but maybe you do. And and maybe two weeks from now, we're looking at this going, Hey, you know, they have a shot. We were stupid. Yeah, I mean, again, I doubt it, but it's possible. Yeah. It's 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 possible. So, uh, well, they're four games back. So, <laughs> yeah, with sixteen to play, the teams and, and the schedules for the teams that they're trailing are uh, pretty easy. <laughs> so. You you, you got to root for Baltimore a lot. So there's there's the flaw in that plan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there there's still some guys you can get some some at bats to. I honestly, like, I don't need to see much more from Mitch Haniger. I feel like we know who Mitch Haniger is. And that doesn't mean you're not going to play him, but DH him a couple times, put Fraley out there, mm. put Fraley and Bowers out there. Um, probably helps your team doing that too, defensively at least. Although Fraley had an awful day out there, so yeah, it's oh my god, yeah, jeez, it, what, it's what yeah. was that? Just about getting Kelnick, I would say Kelnick, Raleigh, um, and to a lesser extent Bowers are kind of the guys who need to be playing every day. Um, and then we'll see what they decide to do with Logan Gilbert. I, he looked pretty strong, so I don't know if they're planning on shutting him down now or if they're just going to let him make his last three starts or 
you know, maybe they skip one and he's got whatever it is, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for. And then obviously you want to continue to see, you want to see Toro and, and France finish on a hot streak here, because those are two guys that you're kind of writing, you know, into pen, you know, into your lineup with Penn and JP Crawford. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to see those guys kind of finish out strong, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's about getting opportunities to, uh, to the right guys. Colby, I want to ask you about Tyler Anderson in just a moment, but real quick, I want to talk about our sponsor today, Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180, and they only have 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and all their flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So we'll be putting a bow on this episode in just a moment. But real quick, Colby... um, you know, Tyler Anderson, man, he's he's been kind of the model of consistency in this rotation. And, and we've talked about how maybe our feelings have changed a little bit in terms of extending him or at least re-signing him. Um, have you seen anything over the last you know few starts since we last talked about this that has maybe put you over the top to say, yeah, let's extend him? Because obviously there were some reports that there was mutual interest between the team and Anderson to possibly sign an extension. Uh, so would you do that now or, or are you still thinking about waiting it out and basically viewing Anderson as kind of a, not necessarily a, a oh, last resort, but a fallback. just kind of a fallback. Yeah. Fallback yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah. The, the nice thing about Anderson is, is that you feel pretty good about him getting through the lineup twice and giving you a chance to, to win that game. And so uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's certainly value in that. Um, you know, there's obviously very limited upside here, but when you kind of look at, you know, who the Mariners rotation, what's it going to look like next year? We know Marco's going to be in it, you know, barring some surprising trade. We, we know mm-hmm. Logan Gilbert's going to be in it. We think Chris Flexen's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I still like him in that bullpen role, but I feel like I he's probably, I feel like he's probably like the team's going to say that he's earned it. Um, and he, and he's been good. So, I mean, it's, it's the last time out was not good, but he's been good overall. So yeah. And he showed you there might be a little bit left in that tank. I mean, 
it the overall six yeah a lot <laughs> like seven pitches in a row at 96 so maybe there's something left in that tank and maybe that's something he can work on this winter um so yeah i feel like Take those three are pretty much camp. yeah i mean well you know just it'd just be about carrying 96 but that also kind of make me wonder what he looked like in a relief relief role too so eh, kind of a double-edged sword there but yeah i, I feel like those three are, are i feel like seattle's going to put those three in the rotation, which leaves two spots open. So now it's kind of, what do you want to do with that? Anderson is the safe play. He's the number five and he's really good. And it feels like Kikuchi's probably going to pick up that option, uh, his one year player option. So is that your five? You're just running back the same five because that's not good enough. So you have to add to it. Or so are you going to add to it at the expense of Yusei Kikuchi or Tyler Anderson? If you bring him back, and it's totally viable that you say, look, we want better at both spots. So we're not going to bring back Anderson and Kikuchi is going to be a $13 million long reliever. So yeah, it's really all about how aggressive they want to be. Um, I would work really hard to get somebody better than Marco and at least another guy who is as good as Marco added to this rotation. Um, but if they can only get the guy better than Marco, then Anderson is like, it's, it's would you rather have two Marcos? Or like one Kevin Gossman and Tyler Anderson. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably rather have the one with the higher upside, which is Gossman. So yeah, there, there's def- definitely scenarios where it makes sense to bring him back. There are some where, you know, it might be better to just kind of move on and, uh, and look for more upside, chase upside somewhere else. But uh, Anderson's definitely a guy that I, I think Seattle is going to be interested in bringing back. It'll be interesting to see if he wants to come back without a guaranteed starting role, because I don't know that I would feel comfortable saying, yes, you're going to be one of the five that we're going to break camp with. Um, so we'll see. And it kind of depends on how his market shapes up too. But if there was a, like an announcement that says, Hey, you know, Tyler Anderson signed a one year extension for $6 million and there's a team option or whatever for a second year at $8 million. Cool. Cool. Yeah. As long as there's an understanding that you're not guaranteed a rotation spot, we are going to go out there and we're going to try and add more rotation guys. And Hey, you know, if you do that, maybe you can trade Chris Flexen or maybe you trade Logan Gilbert or maybe you trade Marco or maybe one of those guys goes to the bullpen. So there's a lot of ways you can go with this, but I would still be interested in Anderson, um, you know, getting him done now, but if not in season, you probably just wait a little while and see how the off season goes before you decide. Cause he's not going to sign right away. And listen, you know, if Kikuchi picks up that $13 million option, just because you're paying him $13 million, I don't think he should be at all guaranteed a spot in the rotation either, really. I don't think he will be. Yeah, after what you saw, uh, what you've seen over the last half, you know, year now, and, um, you know, for everything you've seen before this, you know, this season when he, you know, broke out in the first half, I mean, that's not a guy that you really want to go into next year with guaranteed a roster, uh, you know, guaranteed a rotation spot. And I also kind of like the idea of running him out there out of the bullpen, you know, um, with that stuff, you know, for, you know, an inning or two. Um, yep. And yeah, it's expensive. That would be a really expensive li- reliever, but I mean, you don't have any other options, right? You've got to pay him that money if he picks it up. So, Right. I mean, use them in the way that's most efficient for you and go out and upgrade your rotation otherwise. Because, like, you know, we talked about Sean Mania today on our Patreon show. 
And that's a guy that you could go trade for and it's probably only going to cost you 10 to $12 million, which is well below market value of a guy of his caliber um, by at least like $6 million. And go out and get yourself a Kevin Gossman type. Um, whether that's free agency, whether that is, you know, um, whether that's the trade market again, you know, so, um, and then if you, if you're able to add Anderson to that with, with Gilbert and, and Flexen and, and Marco or, or whatever you want to do, um, fine. You know, I still think that really in an ideal world for me, Chris Flexen and Tyler Anderson are, are battling for the fifth spot in the rotation and the loser of that battle goes into the bullpen. But and, uh, um, and 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 I'm and that would even be the case with Kikuchi and the bullpen as well. Mm-hmm. But there's a non-zero chance that um, there's there's a non-zero chance that Kikuchi might have some trade value. You're not going to get a lot, but if you can get somebody to eat, you know, half that contract, and mm-hmm. I don't know, get you a utility infielder or a you know a fringe bullpen guy or whatever you know some 40 man mm-hmm. fillers or to fill a couple gaps here and there then that might be something mm-hmm. worth exploring so uh, yeah kikuchi is in no way guaranteed anything right now um except for the 13 million dollars assuming he picks up that option which yeah i feel pretty good like i feel pretty confident that he's going to um but yeah, just even listening to to Jerry Depoto and, and Scott Service talk about his his last few starts, they're throwing around words like non competitive, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's not typical Depoto and and Service you know coach speak. That's that's sending a message. I mean, it's it's totally out of out of character for how they normally talk about their players. But uh, yeah, they're throwing away around the word non competitive, and that makes me uh, question whether or not you know the relationship is still, you know, great. I, I think coming into right. the year, the relationship was great. I'm wondering if this year they're just, they've just soured on him and are, are ready to move on. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, I can't really blame them for that really. Uh, especially, you know, for most of his contract so far, you say Kikuchi has been bad and mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about mediocre. I'm talking about bad, like downright bad. And, you know, while, while I like you say, and, and, um, I think he's incredibly talented. There's just a certain point where you, you, you know, you can't dream on potential anymore. And I think we've come to that point with you say Kikuchi. And now really, if he's going to be a part of the team in 2022, it's about using him in the most effective way possible. The, the way that he is going to least negatively impact your team. That's probably in the bullpen for me. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us here on Locked On Mariners and, and letting us kind of vent and, and work through our stuff. And hopefully we helped you work through maybe some of your frustrations and, um, you know, natural sadness that will come with, you know, the Mariners not, you know, kind of falling out of this out of this race. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens over the next 16 games. So you never know. They're mathematically not out of it. There's still a chance. Very, 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 very tiny one. But there is still technically a chance. But 
we're gonna still uh you know talk about the games get you guys uh ready for all the games that come up and uh get you ready for the off season we're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun off season talk coming up on these episodes of Lockdown Mariners. So for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at C-Pat11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all of that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.